tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, as we uh, cruise through arguably the hottest week of the summer so far. Yeah. Not even arguably, it is the hottest. <laughs> what am I saying? And it's not even summer yet, right? Right. I was thinking about that the other day. We haven't even had the announcement yet. We well, we got past Labor Day. Don't they consider that you know yeah. traditionally the beginning of Memorial summer? Day. Yeah, Memorial. Yeah, Day. Memorial yeah. Day to Labor right. Day. Yes, but it's usually like June twenty first. I think it's yeah. around that time. Yeah. But anyway, you look at it. It's flipping hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's really no way around it. I mean, um, I I told you before we got started this morning that that uh, my day yesterday was spent completely indoors. I mean, it was all indoors. I didn't venture out at all except to you know in the afternoon let the dog out to do her business and then i had to go i had to go i had to get a sponge and get her up off the ground because she melted you know (laughs) Uh (laughs) so the answer to the question who let the dog out it's mark (laughs) that's me life radio.fm the mark and mag show and you know mark when a headline pops up that you immediately can picture everything going on mm-hmm. that could be a movie okay this could end up being smoky and the bandit 27 <laughs> and this, was you know okay so here you go deputies discover a live alligator in a car after mm-hmm. a high-speed chase in Michigan. Yeah, deputies in Michigan were led on a high-speed chase that ended in a crash Saturday night. The Lake County Sheriff's Office said deputies tried to pull the driver over after they saw him going at high speeds on US-10. The driver fled, setting off a brief chase that ended with the suspect car being stuck between two trees on on the rails-to-trails pathway in Weber Township. The driver, a 40-year-old male from Oak Park, was taken into custody and is now facing several charges. Police said he also had several warrants from another jurisdiction. During the arrest, deputies also discovered a live alligator in the passenger seat of the car. The passenger, Karen the alligator, attempted to flee the scene but was taken into custody after a short scuffle, they wrote on their Facebook post. Um, Karen is not facing any charges at this time. We believe she was an unwilling participant during the incident, nor do we believe she was ever in control of the vehicle. They didn't say wow. what's going to happen to Karen. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> I, I know. You don't I, think of alligators thought- in Michigan. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that when Tommy boy got out of the car screaming bees, yes. I thought that was crazy. Yes. Gator. <gasps> now you've got Tommy boy in animal house. There you go. <laughs> Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. We appreciate you joining us. You know, you, we know you've got choices for what you're going to listen to and we just appreciate you giving this a chance to you know, tell a friend listening to liferadio.fm. All right, Mark, yes. a family shopping trip makes a smelly turn. Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you. As a child, I grew up with, uh, there were five children in our family. So every trip was a smelly trip. I'm, you know, it just was. And just as an adult, speaking, you know, having, yes. <laughs> having four children and the children always having a friend, you know, it was, mm-hmm. there was always a crowd in my, it was like, no matter where we went, 
I was on a youth trip with the church, you know? That's yeah, what it was. That's what so, it's yeah, like, yeah. I know that I know that smell coming from the back seat. Mm-hmm. Well, shopping trips with kids are rarely without some sort of chaos. I mean, anything over two. A friend, a friend of mine who's a pastor says that it's it's not parenting until you're outnumbered. Well, that's yep. that's number three. Well, a one UK <laughs> mom was mortified when things went very, very wrong on during a trip to a store called B and Q. Carolyn Actar popped into the Glastonbury branch on Saturday with her uh, her partner, Azzy, their four-year-old son, Jacob, and daughters, Frankie, she's three, Eliza, one, to pick up a new clothesline. However, little Jacob got a call of nature and found himself needing, mm, needing a very big poo when vra- browsing the bathroom section. And luckily for him, uh-huh. there was a toilet nearby, so he took full advantage of it. I think you can see where this is going. Oh, buddy. It was a display toilet. Taking to Facebook to share the story, Carolyn wrote, can't quite believe what's happened. Jay has taken a very big poo in one of the B&Q display toilets. (laughs) The parents were mortified at first, but then they saw the funny side of the situation. Although they were less than pleased when they had to clean the toilet. Oh, Mark. (laughs) just (laughs) you know what i bet worse has happened to people listening to us right now and i'd love to hear your stories (laughs) send them to us i'm all all i'm thinking is there are times where you can turn away and act like you don't know what's going Uh on and 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 bank on the fact they're not going to do a dna test on this to prove that you're right you know Yeah, but, I don't know what you're talking about. Who did that? But there were witnesses. There is actually more to the story. <laughs> there were people. Who are you going to believe? <laughs> me or, or your lying eyes? Okay. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, I'm going to jump right into this because I was thinking, A, would you really be willing to sell out your home for two grand? Okay. Mm, because, yeah, yeah. you know. If you go through with this, your life will never be the same. (laughs) Take a listen to this. A pest control company is offering $2,000 to families willing to let them unleash 100 cockroaches in their homes. The pest informer is, yeah. The pest no, I'm just, dude, there's no way you're getting rid of them, okay? <laughs> no, you I can let that, them go. You can be the best company in the world, but yeah, you're going to unleash a hundred. Before you start spraying, <laughs> there's going to be a thousand. Before you get done spraying, there's going to be 10,000. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so two grand, not enough. Mm-hmm. The pest informer is conducting a study to try to help them find the newest ways to get rid of cockroaches. And this is where you come in. The company is willing to pay homeowners big money to allow them to release a hundred American cockroaches in their homes and test out a specific pest control technique to see how effective it is they're looking for five to seven household owners for the experiment which will last for about 30 days or the rest of your life which comes whichever comes later Uh, participants must meet the following requirements you must be you must own the home or have written approval from the homeowner you must be 21 years or older to qualify you must be located in the continental united states you must not try any additional cockroach treatments during the duration of the study 
In other words, when you wake up in the middle of the night and see that little guy sitting on the counter staring at you like, hey, this is my place, you know, <laughs> you can't do anything to do anything about it. The company says, says all tested cockroach treatments will be family and pet safe. And finally, at the end of the study, if the cockroach infestation hasn't been eliminated, we will use traditional cockroach treatment options at no cost to you. But it doesn't guarantee they will get rid of all of them. No, it doesn't. Okay? And they never do. Just merely says, hey, you know what? If we don't get rid of all of them with this new technique, we're going to break out the raid. But considering <laughs> the fact that, you know, they saw a lot of raid, that tells you you don't ever get rid of these things, man. That's right. Yikes. Take that no, two grand no and go way. ahead and buy a whole case of it. <laughs> or as many cases as you can. <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mag show and you know mark we started the day off with a story about an alligator a woman in an alligator right yes so now you have we we've we have moved on okay Mm -hmm. we've passed go and now we're on to the unlicensed drunk driver story of the day (laughs) right yes (laughs) a man's visa is now under review after he allegedly got drunk and stole his employer's car and then dumped it on train tracks leaving it to be hit The 23-year-old was at home in uh, central New South Wales, about uh, 220 miles west of Canberra. This is in Australia. Saturday night, where he consumed a large amount of intoxicating liquor, the police said. Police said the the Vanatu National, who doesn't have a driver's license, then took a Hyundai Tucson owned by his boss and drove to nearby Regulator Road. New New South Wales Traffic and Highway Patrol said the accused cleared a three to four foot gully bounced along the grass for about 200 feet before hitting the bottom of the track ballast. That's the rocks they used to hold the train tracks down. The driver hit the track ballast, launched over the train tracks and landed about 30 feet away from the train tracks. He then put it in reverse and backed the car up onto the tracks and got stuck before he left the car and went home. The wow. next morning, the tra- a train traveling from Griffith to Sydney reached that spot where the car had been dumped. The driver saw it in time. He finally, he did get the train stopped. A local farmer and his tractor were then uh, called into play. They helped move the Hyundai from the tracks. And the train continued on its journey. Police went to the driver's home address and spoke to him where he made a full <laughs> confession to the police. Uh, he, he'd been dr- charged. He has been charged with taking a car without the consent of the owner, driving without holding a license, negligent driving, and causing obstruction to a train. Wow. And the th- I, I hate to immediately jump to the end, but it's like when people do stupid stuff, okay? Yeah. You, sometimes you look at what could have happened. How many people could have actually been hurt, you know, mm-hmm. for real? Yeah. But I'm thankfully nobody injured, you know. Yeah. But again, huh. I don't even see how you can drink yourself into that making sense, you know? No, I don't either. Hmm. Well, yeah, his visa's under review. I was I would imagine his MasterCard as well, but I'm like, <laughs> liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show where Mark every week we have a story of somebody doing something that sounds remarkable, you yeah. know, and and is but it's been done before at a, you know, back hundreds of years ago kind of thing, or right, maybe yeah. decades ago. Right. A daredevil will attempt a world record by sailing 1,900 miles across the Atlantic Ocean in a tiny boat. Right. Now, I'm not knocking this, okay? I'm not. It's just, 
considering the fact that we put a man on the moon, <laughs> you know, we, we've done a few things in the last hundred years right. that, okay, I, I, I mean, now are we just looking for, hey, man, somebody did not go north of this whatever longitude, latitude, uh-huh. this passes one marker in That's a boat. Right. I That's mean, right. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, my, make it a record then. My route was was different by 30 feet. I've got the record for that. Right. Yes. And that take, <laughs> that, that kind of takes us back to the to the Guinness records where they'll make up a category right. for you. You know what I mean? But the thing is, yeah. in this particular case, it is an amazing feat. I'm oh, not I, denigrating that at all. It oh, is. Yeah. Any, anytime you sail across any ocean by yourself, that's pretty amazing. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. this father, he's a daredevil. He's going to sail 1,900 miles across the Atlantic Ocean in a boat he built himself audaciously attempting to break a world record that boat is not just any boat though it's tiny it it, the boat is three feet three inches long it's he might as well sail in a shoebox 48 year old andrew bedwell who set off from newfoundland he's going to set off from newfoundland that is uh next may hopes to smash the record for sailing the smallest boat across the atlantic During Andrew's expected three-month-long crossing, he'll survive off of a protein-rich substance that's molded around the internal walls of the cockpit to save space. The thrill-seeking father of one has admitted his wife thinks he's crackers. (laughs) He's nuts. (laughs) But but said he wanted to achieve something amazing before he turned 50. He said, I'll... Hmm. Always like to have a. I always like to have a real challenge on the go. Although my wife quite often feels I'm crackers, but I said before I'm fifty, I want to have done something amazing. All my life, I've done unusual challenges, and it's slowly gotten more and more important to myself to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And speaking about his purpose-built tiny boat, he calls it Big C. He said. I think a space rocket would have more room. This is like being stuck in a wheelie bin. You know, a trash can with wheels on the bottom. Uh, a, a roller coaster for 90 days. Th- that's that's what it could be in the worst case scenario. Wow. All I'm thinking of is his wife is never going to forget <laughs> no. that he said, before I'm 50, I want to do something amazing. Because you, he didn't add, other than marrying you and having our child, I, you know, he didn't add that. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark mentioned something during the music okay when <laughs> when we were talking about this story of the quote-unquote daredevil that's yeah. going to sail 1900 miles uh, in the atlantic by himself right in a boat that is three feet three inches you mm-hmm. know that he built himself yeah well mark we get done mark goes you know we totally glossed over the food you know we just kind of let that go yeah. it's like so i went back because i'm like yeah i got kind of stuck on the fact that the guy is he's married with a kid and he's talking about doing something amazing right. before he hits 50 i'm like you did it you know yes. <laughs> that's, that's right yeah. anyway that's what i got stuck on but no mark it didn't occur to me that he's got a three-month trip uh-huh. and his food is molded around the walls uh, the internal walls of the cockpit to save space it's like you know you, you I mean, get that's up, ingenious it, but it is it's very very clever but back home in the real world where the rest of us live if the kids eat the wallpaper we get onto them you know yeah <laughs> if the dog chews off the sheetrock we get onto the dog but this guy's going to be basically doing that all the way across the atlantic <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I, the thing is, is you know, no matter where he goes, he's looking at the same food every day, every day, every day. You know, 
he he finally lands the boat at the end of the journey. So how'd you lose that hand? He said, I got sick of the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mag show and it is good to be here mark i appreciate what you do every day i feel like i've taken a sledgehammer to the back of the head man (laughs) and i'm just wondering i must have been having a creative night in bed last night because Ladonna was giggling when i woke up really and yeah yeah you know when you wake up and she's giggling and your head hurts and you go okay (laughs) somebody did something to me last night oh no and they have two of us in here those dogs are not clever enough to get up in this tall bed and terrorize me. Well, bless your heart. I'm going to have to install you, cameras in the, you know, I hope you figure it out. I mean, actually I'm going to put those little cameras up and then I'll, you know, put the security cameras up and then make weird stuff happen, you know, and post it online and people are going to go, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's like, you know, people oh, are doing these things online and it cracks me up. that. And you know, the other one, the, the, the videos online that people go, you know, cocoa puff crazy. Yeah. The UFO stuff from the international space station where somebody will show a video of a camera shot and it will show a speck going across the screen Yeah, and they'll make it into this big thing. And it's like, Dude, that was an eyelash, you know, uh, or something. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was nothing. And it's like, there are certainly things out there that oh, yeah. are unexplained, you know, but not that. And right. I'm amazed at how I think I was reading one of these not too long ago. And I thought, are they all messing with each other? Or do they believe this? <laughs> and I realized they do. They believe this. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they really do. All you have to do is watch the History Channel for a little while. And you'll see these guys. <laughs> these guys are true believers. And sometimes it's a little and scary. That's what, yeah. <laughs> And so when I start talking about chemtrails, that's what I sound like to them, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Now I get it. Now you get it. (laughs) Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, you know, I don't do a lot of social media stuff and I know you don't either. Really? I mean, you, you do Facebook sometimes. But, I do. I if I right. find funny you stuff. You do the or, others. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. and I, you know, if I find something funny or amusing, I'll pass it along. Yeah, and I, but, I stay but on you don't it do for the station. TikTok, do you? No, I'm not. Into yeah. TikTok. Oh, I know that. Uh, yeah. Not into. See, TikTok. that's what there are so many other social media things that people are into and have been for a while. And what happens is, by the time people our age hear about these things and actually find them entertaining, they've been going on for a couple of years. And True. the young people that actually really were into them a couple of years ago are now looking at you like TikTok. I haven't done that since I was on MySpace, you know. <laughs> and it's just it's weird how that works. But anyway, uh, the headline said TikTok chefs cook up world's largest chicken nugget. Yeah, now, there is so much wrong with just this one headline, Mark. I know. Because, world's largest chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the world needs is a, gig- a ginormous yeah. chicken nugget. <laughs> what the world needs now. <laughs> hey, Mark, isn't this a Guinness Book of World Records? Where's our music? Now that I think of it, I think you're absolutely right. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. A TikTok cooking duo broke their second Guinness World Record by creating the world's largest chicken nugget, which weighed in at 46 pounds, 3.34 ounces. Nick DiGiovanni and Lynn Linja Davis previously broke a Guinness World Record in November of 2021 when they created the world's largest cake pop. 
The duo broke their second world record by cooking up a chicken nugget approximately 115 times larger than an average chicken nugget. They say the mixture that made up the inside of the nugget included 40 pounds of ground chicken, 40 eggs, 40 slices of white bread, half a gallon of whole milk, three-quarter cup of onion powder, three-quarters cup of garlic powder, a cup of salt, and a half a cup of black pepper just in case you'd like to make your own. The chicken, the, the nugget was then brushed with more eggs and coated in breadcrumbs before they baked it. Giovanni said in order to bake this chicken nugget, since it's so large, we had to build a special contraption. A Guinness World Records adjudicator was on hand to confirm the new record. The nugget was then cut into portions and shared with the chef's friends, family, and crew members. We don't know if any of them no. got sick, though. I'm just... Holy moly, man. Come on. Yeah. Chicken nugget. I'm just wondering where the, you know, I, well, I'm used to wonder now I know, but I wonder where does that chicken nugget fit on that chicken? Cause I've seen chickens and I don't see one shaped like that. You know, I just don't, but there's a, uh, one of those Facebook things that pops up, you know, that tell it's uh, some kind of cute little meme thing. Mm-hmm. And it says, it says every day. Thousands of innocent plants are killed by vegetarians. Help in the violence. Eat a steak today. And I thought we could change that to eat a chicken nugget today. You know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mike show. And Market. I saw this story um, when you sent it, and my first thought was, I don't remember the last time I went to a zoo. Mm. I mean, I know I went. It's not. I've been to the Birmingham Zoo, you know, with the kids when they were younger, but I don't even remember when that was. You know, yeah. it's been that long ago, and mm. that's sad. It Do you sad. remember? Um, I was just thinking about that. I I dropped Jane off at a kid's birthday party at the Birmingham Zoo, but that's been oh. years <laughs> ago. That's uh, then. That's the closest I've come. And um, okay, you didn't go in. No, no. I've been to yeah. I've been to places like SeaWorld and and such i actually was went to sea world in san diego once oh you know and uh yeah it's it's a pretty cool experience but i've never been it's been it's been ages since i've actually been inside a zoo i will tell you one thing mark actually changed my opinion on zoos uh, years ago because we were talking about them and i'm i'm not um i just don't think you're doing the animals any favors and you pointed out you said you know I, if they didn't have these animals on and, and the uh, fish and things at SeaWorld, if they didn't have them on display for people to see, then we wouldn't know that we needed to care about them and their habitat. We would not be concerned with a lot of things that happen. And you're right. You know, so that did change because I, I'd gone for years where I was really against, I didn't say it out loud. Just, it was me because again, it's one of those things where, you know, I didn't want to infect it. I just had a weird icky feeling about it. But then after you told me that, I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care about the the whales unless I had seen. Mm -hmm. And then going to SeaWorld and seeing Shamu and all that back in California in the early days. If you actually want something funny, watch like early 70s television programming because um, they would do on-site shows right at right. these different places yeah. and one of the places they did was marine land of the pacific uh-huh. marine land yeah. was like a it was like a sea world knockoff okay it's like okay if you don't really want to go see shamu we'll show you shamuk you know it's just really not good and uh anyway so i feel differently about them now so now yeah, i know yeah. that there is not just a value in them but i will right. tell you this you know be careful of what you because you'll if you watch um 
Oh, Big Fish? I think yeah. is what it's called. Anyway, it's about the whales at SeaWorld um, and things like that. So There's a lot of truth in it, but there's a lot of uh blackfish is what it's called that's black it, fish. blackfish yeah. um it, it's they, a great film but they leave out but a lot. it leaves out a lot yeah, yeah like, they leave out a whole lot yeah. they have an agenda and there's a whole lot they leave out but yeah. there's a lot of truth in it things that we sure, don't know sure or is. things i didn't know yeah and <clears throat> it's shocking you know but ultimately you always have to anytime there's a documentary using the air quotes documentary right. you assume they're showing the truth from all different sides and they're no, not they're they not, have no. here's our agenda and this is what we're doing and when you get done if you don't agree that we should take all the whales and put them back in the ocean you're an idiot right that's pretty much it and what they what they neglect to tell you or they may gloss over gloss over very 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 quickly is that a lot of them are rescues you know you know we're we're big on rescue dogs and things like yeah. that, but a lot of these things yeah. in cap- captivity are actually rescues. They, they or yeah. they were very yeah. sick. They were picked up someplace. Somebody yeah. said, "Hey, there's oh, a yeah. sick animal here. Let's go. Let's you know, can you take care of it?" And for for one reason or another, they can't release them back into the wild again. Right. You know. And one thing I will tell you that I did find out is true. And this is it's again. There, you're going to have trade-offs. It's not going to be a perfect world taking right. a live, yeah. huge animal and putting them in a cage, okay? Yeah, I, exactly. There isn't. But one of the things that bothers me is how SeaWorld and others lie about the dorsal fin, the fin on whales, the big whales. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at those whales in captivity, not just SeaWorld, all captivity, um, their fin flops over at the top. Yeah, Go look at them. Almost all of them in captivity. In the wild, that's not the case, hmm. and they want that those at SeaWorld and other places lie about that and huh. say that happens with age. They all do it. They don't. And and the thing is, again, that's one of the sad realities of captivity. But Mark, had I not seen Shamu and had I not oh, seen yeah. these incredible, I wouldn't care about them, and I wouldn't know exactly. that we've been dumping trash in the yeah. ocean that we shouldn't be doing. You know, there I wouldn't know. And so, yeah. the value of that. And what it means, because, you know, donating money to help with those things now, um, it's not something I would have done had I not seen them at the zoo or, wow. at, you know, yeah. Mm. And all this time, oh, there you go. it's all this time. I, I thought it's just because they couldn't get an appointment with their fin stylist. Life radio FM Mark and Mac show. And uh, a little bit ago, we got into a thing about animals in captivity and it all started with the story we didn't get to so here's the headline loose dog and i don't think we're talking about morality here but loose dog rescued from gorilla exhibit at the san diego zoo (laughs) officials at the san diego zoo safari park said a dog was safely rescued after being spotted running loose inside the gorilla exhibit. Zoo zoo visitors, I can speak, zoo visitors captured video Sunday when the dog was uh, spotted running around the gorilla exhibit with one of the large primates chasing after it. Officials said zookeepers were able to safely remove the dog from the gorilla habitat, and the uh, the dog, a male shepherd, was turned over to the San Diego Humane Society. Humane Society officials said they believe the dog wandered into the park on its own. They said the dog was not wearing a collar and was not microchipped, but they are putting the dog on hold uh, while they uh, <clears throat> try to find its owner. The San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance said the dog was one of two to wander into the park Sunday. They said the other dog was also safely captured and didn't enter any of the exhibits. Hmm. Wow. So yeah. you've got two buddies 
going out for a little walk. Mm-hmm. One says, hey, y'all watch this. The other one says, no. <laughs> and there you go. Pretty much. Dogs are people. Uh-huh. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And as you go through the course of your day, realize that no matter what we're dealing with, and we've talked about how bad it is hot-wise and things like that, but somebody's got it worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad it is in your world right now, somebody's got it worse. Yeah, true. I'm, and I know sometimes we get really consumed with our own little sphere of the world. And it, it's in this very small. And we forget, you know, it, it, every year it, it shocks and amazes me that youth, Christian youth groups in other countries send young people to the United States of America to share the gospel truth mm-hmm. because we're not doing a good job of it. You know? Wow. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back at the ranch, Mark, did you know, would you believe, uh, <laughs> you can judge personal characteristics by looking at shoes? Well, according to psychologist findings, we can accurately judge a person just by looking at their shoes. Researchers at the University of Kansas found that people were able to correctly judge a stranger's age, gender, income, political affiliation, emotional, and other important personality traits just by looking at their shoes. Researchers said by examining the style, cost, color, or condition of the shoe, Participants were able to guess about 90% of the owner's personal characteristics. Wow. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Not sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm thinking about that. You know, I'm just wondering because there are people. Okay. Take women and men are different. So let's just stay with what we know, Mark. We'll stay with men because I feel bad for women and their shoes, you know, because they do. They have men can get by life with a pair of black dress shoes, a brown pair of shoes and tennis shoes. Right. You know, we can get through life with that. Yeah. We can go to the beach with that, those shoes. Yeah. But you know, girls have to sometimes on their way to dinner, stop and buy an extra pair of shoes <laughs> to match their outfit. I just have so. this, I have this mental image of Penny from big bang. Yeah, <laughs> laying on the sofa with her feet in the air, staring mm. at her shoes. She's afraid to get. She's afraid to wear. Once anywhere. they touch the floor, touch I have to fo- buy them. Once they touch the floor, I have to buy them. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and um, you know we don't do a lot of political yammering on this show because we've right. done that, and you know, yeah. I get frustrated sometimes because some days people it's, believe some days a it's lot. heavier than others. You know, some days, yeah. some days stuff will be chewing on us and it comes through on the show, but yeah, well, it's just the lies, you know, and yeah. it's all of them. It's just, yeah. I think the thing that bothers me the most Mark is the media mm-hmm. because the media, you know, we're an industry that is constitutionally protected. Okay. Yeah. We have no excuse. So when we're talking, when we talk about the media, we're talking about news media in particular, the news, even in television, you know, for the news division was separate from mm-hmm. programming. It was expected to lose money, but it was protected by the Constitution, and it right, was yeah. deemed so important that it was okay to, to lose money on it because you'd make it up in other areas, but you had to invest in news. So you did. And I will tell you that it's never been that way. We, we thought it was. We looked back, oh, back in the old days, they wouldn't have done this. Well, they wouldn't have been so heavy-handed about it. Mm. 
you know, when Walter Cronkite retired um, from being the news anchor, he was considered what well, America's most trusted newsman, right? Yeah. Do you know when he was on Larry King live, which at the time, a year after Cronkite retired in the early 80s, um, Larry said, what's the one thing you miss the most mm-hmm. about, you know, being in the newsroom? And Walter Cronkite said without hesitation, okay, um, setting the agenda. Wow. Setting the agenda is not a news person's job. No. Reporting the news is. Yeah. But that's what he missed was setting the agenda. So anyway, and, and it's to, just crazy that people in, in media, I'm sorry, people in media don't do their job. And that's right, what frustrates yeah. us. Yeah. And, and they still are setting the agenda today in, in a very number of ways. Um, yep. Here's one example. I, I have I have this example and then the things i'll get to what touched all this off that we were talking about during the music uh the first thing is when ruth bader ginsburg when her health was was going down and it looked like she was going to pass away the news media talked about her for weeks remember that they it was it was all Mm -hmm. this 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 they were all clutching their pearls what's going to happen who are they going to replace her with what's going to Right. They were they were clutching pearls and talking about it for weeks. One week ago, there was an assassin assassination attempt on a member of the Supreme Court, and yep. the only place you've heard about it is on Fox News. The right. only place, a Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. someone was trying to kill the man, and nobody's talking about it because right. he's a conservative, and yep. that should tell you everything you need to know about the news media they don't want and, you to know what's really going on when it when it crosses then, the line when the they actually them, discussed yeah. it in the house they discussed providing more money to provide better security for the justices uh-huh. and 27 democrats voted against it right exactly all right that's crazy anyway, now it's just now, what, what got us going without what was that i was scanning twitter during the music and ran across the president's the the a tweet from the office of the president of the united states it says three things. My approach has brought down COVID deaths by 90%. It's opened schools and businesses that were shuttered. And it's created the greatest jobs recovery in American history. 8.7 million new jobs in just 16 months, an all-time record. All three of those statements are bald-faced lies. <laughs> yeah. His approach didn't bring COVID deaths down by 90%. It became endemic. It came to the point where it wasn't going to be a problem anymore, which was told to us at the beginning that it would reach mm-hmm. this point. It reached this point. He yeah. had nothing to do with it. He didn't open schools and businesses that were shuttered. After COVID passed, we got to the point of, of when it was endemic, the schools and businesses had to open back up again. They opened up on their own. If he was, if there was nobody in office, it still would have happened. And the greatest okay. job recovery for the same reason. These, these people all got laid off because businesses had to close and now businesses are reopening and they're hiring people back. Getting your right. job back is not job growth or job recover or job creation. 8.7 million new jobs. They're not new jobs. They're, they're jobs people already had. They're going back to their jobs. It's not, so all three of these things are a bald faced lie. Will the news media call him out on it? No. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And hey, before we do the granny gifted fake money to a kid and got him in trouble, Uh there is a story going around and it is about folded money, folded dollar bills. Yeah, yeah. And 
it hit yeah, over the last couple of days. It's been a repeated news story, and it started with a sheriff somewhere. This I think it was in Tennessee that yeah. said, "Don't if you see folded money, don't pick it up. It's laced with fentanyl. It could kill you." Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, my I my first thing was, "Oh, come on now, really? Is that where we're going with this crazy?" And then found out that. It's one of those stories that I don't know whether it's true or not, but it is being reported as real. Sheriffs are putting out messages about it, okay? Yeah. Not that dissimilar from um, needles being put in apples at Halloween, things right, like that, yeah. razor blades. And yeah. that actually had never happened, um, but it was reported that it could. So I don't know if it's real or not, but I will tell you that in this day and age, anything's possible. That's so, true, yeah. There you have it. Yeah. Meanwhile... A granny did something that cracked me up. Yeah, you know, and, and when you think about <laughs> it, they are not, funny. Yeah, this you can you can see this happening. You're going, yeah, I could see that happening. A, a German grandmother landed her grandson in trouble. She sent him a fake hundred dollar bill, and then he tried to spend it. Police descended <laughs> on the student in a store after a cashier spotted the counterfeit note sent to him by his grandmother to congratulate him on passing his school exams. He missed an accompanying note in the envelope. That said, I will transfer the real 100 to your account. Here's a copy. <laughs> Love it. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max Show. And, you know, just back to the German granny for a minute, Mark. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this granny who gifted her uh, uh, grandson with $100. And it wasn't, it was a fake $100 bill. It was been. She was going to deposit the money later in case mm-hmm. you missed. But anyway, I have you ever seen somebody get busted for trying to use a fake mm-hmm. dollar, a fake hundred or fake twenty? No, no, I never have. Well, I was at a Dollar General, and I, because there's twenty between here at my house and the mailbox, <laughs> and I was waiting. And while I was sitting there, I was I was checking a tag. I was doing something. Okay, I'm in the parking lot. I'm parked right there in front of the store. Right, and a guy goes in. And uh, he's not in long. I'm replying to a text or whatever. And he comes back out and he, uh, and it's like, as he comes back out and gets in his car, I thought, I wonder what that was all about. And I go in and find out that he had just tried to pass a fake hundred dollar bill wow. and they caught him. Wow. And I'm like, well, wait, well, wait a minute. You know, you got this guy just tried to pass a hundred dollar bill and he's not in here raising cane. I mean, hmm. it, think about it. If it was a mistake, okay, you're at the store and you give them a hundred dollar bill and it's, and they go, Oh, this is fake money, dude. What are you doing? You know, yeah. wouldn't you be like, hi, hey, hold on a minute. We got to track this. That's, that's all I got. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And I mean, please let's call the police. Cause this is I need to get my hundred. I need to get my real money. Right. Yeah. Uh, unless, but if you're, unless you knew, yeah, unless yes. it's your, yeah. <laughs> and so in that particular case, I asked myself, what's your protocol for that? You guys always check the money. So what is the protocol? Okay, when you you run a little ink pen across it and it does whatever, and they look right. for the lines in it, and I'm like, what is it that you just say? Oh, this is fake. Leave. No, I mean, isn't the goal to arrest the bad guy, the guy who just tried mm-hmm. to pass the fake money? Yeah. And anyway, I'm just thinking, you got somebody who, when you say, oh, this is fake, they immediately just go, oh, okay, thanks, and walk away. Right. Hundred dollar bill. Yeah. If it's fake, I somebody owes me a hundred dollars. You know. Mm. Yeah. It just hit me like that. It, it's the only time I've ever seen it happen. Mm. And, I, and the thing is, they didn't have a protocol. That was wow. the whole thing. It's like, check, That's make sure, crazy. you know, so you don't accept bad money. But, well, what is your plan? Do you stall until the cops get there? I mean, isn't the goal? You, you, you caught them stealing. You call the cops. The right. Passing fake money is stealing. Yeah. 
Well, I do know that I, I have heard from people in the past that, you know, they, they find it's, oh, well, this is a bad hundred. It's, it's counterfeit right. and they'll show it, you know, they'll, they'll hold it up and show it. See, this is the, and the, you know, we've all seen them use that little pen on larger bills where yeah. there's, you know, that sort of stuff. Well, right. And, and, but they don't give it back. You know, no, this is, right. you can't have this back. It's fake. Right. You know, and at that point, if you're not, if you're innocent, you're going to pitch a fit and demand the police right. be called. You are because now yes. you're out a hundred, just like you said, you're out a hundred bucks yep. and you may not believe it's fake. And somebody's trying to pull something. You want the cops there, right? Right. <laughs> but if you, if you don't want the cops and just say, oops, sorry, and leave, you oh, probably printed it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was wrong with my ink that day? Uh-huh. liferadio.fm Mark and Mac show beautiful day in the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know <laughs> if you like pressure Mark, cookers yes <laughs> yeah there is a, a friend of mine posted this on social media and again I don't get on social media much mm-hmm. except sometimes during the show in case somebody sends a message because right I've gotten popped by that we're like I was listening to you guys when I asked you a question you never answered oh, oh I'm sorry Oops. anyway <laughs> how to tell you're an adult all right oh no how to tell you here we go you gain 30 pounds overnight <laughs> you'd rather sleep than go out these are how to tell you're an adult yes everything hurts uh-huh. <laughs> comfort comes before style oh, man. here's my favorite one of how to tell you're an adult you have a favorite spatula <laughs> <laughs> everything feels like a chore uh-huh. college students look like they're 12 years old oh man and the number one reason to tell that you're an adult, you're always annoyed. <laughs> there you go. That's funny good. to me. That's good. I like that. It's very accurate, Favorite too. Favorite spatula. Yes. That's so sad, isn't it? Every yeah. bit of it's right. true. <laughs> As we uh, wind up today, Mark, an internet cellular service outage in British Columbia and... I'm wondering if it was the hackers have finally taken over. Is it the new world order? What has done this to BC, man? Uh, It was a beaver. It was a beaver. Beavers. Uh It was Bucky's expanding into British Columbia. That's what it is. Utility officials in British Columbia said a beaver was responsible for an outage that affected a small number of power customers and a large number of internet, landline, and cellular customers. Bob Gammer of BC Hydro said an aspen tree fell on BC Hydro lines and a TELUS fiber optic cable line strung from BC Hydro poles in the area between Topley and Houston. The tree caused 21 customers to lose their power. You're thinking, well, great, 21 people. But it was hundreds of TELUS customers who lost their internet, landline, and cell service. Gammer said workers found chew marks at the bottom of the felled tree and determined it had been toppled by a beaver. (laughs) Or a wayward toddler from the neighborhood. It's unusual, he says, but it does happen every once in a while. Uh, So I wouldn't be a rich man if I had a nickel for every beaver outage. But they do happen. (laughs) The tree caught fire when it came into contact with the lines, and the flames were extinguished by the f- local volunteer fire department. Teleservices were restored after about, get this, eight hours. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Officials said there were no indications that the beaver had been harmed in the incident. That's because that's what they had for lunch. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on LifeRadio.fm.